Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host with Orchid Bloom's podcast. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Orchid I Brown. Don't forget to follow the Ambitious Obsession Network on Instagram at the Ambitious Net. So I have skipped a week of recording this podcast episode uh, because it was my birthday. Monday was family day and uh, Monday was my birthday. So it was a weekend of spending time with family and friends uh, with a special somebody. And they, you know, took me out and gave me a good time. And so that kind of took away from, you know, giving you guys a podcast episode last Thursday. And so it has been very fruitful. It's been very good. It's kind of what I needed. I went out to a few restaurants, um, went to the NAC for a black comedy show because it's Black History Month and they wanted to dedicate uh, an event to promoting black comedians. So that was interesting as well, seeing all these faces and being out in public and also being at NAC, especially since they renovated the location, which NAC means National Art Center. And I'm even going tomorrow. Uh, because there's going to be a reggae roots orchestra and I've never seen this before and it's very different so I'll be going again tomorrow evening to dress up and look pretty and go out so I'm gonna definitely have some pictures available on my Instagram uh, and maybe even TikTok of my outfit uh, for what I'm wearing tomorrow night even though my outfit is incomplete and I have to figure out what I'm gonna do with it to make it look a little bit classy and fancy, <laughs> um, but I'm still working on it. I just wish I had like a big, fat, um, puffy black fur or cozy jacket that looks like super cool to wear with the jumper that I'll be wearing tomorrow with some sequins on it. But unfortunately, I have not gone shopping in years, especially since COVID. And I most of the styles I'm seeing online, I'm just not impressed with. <laughs> I'm just not I see the picture and I zoom in and I'm like nope that's cheap sorry you're not gonna get $50 out of me for a dress like that so it's been quite difficult quite quite difficult to to plan around that but other than that I just wanted to let you guys know why I'd missed last week podcast episode is because I just wanted a break for my birthday and to just truly enjoy life so thank you very much for understanding and still listening to this podcast episode even though you've been waiting for a week and a half I also decided out of the blue, just woke up one day and decided that, okay, I am going to create a personal uh, Twitter account, which again, I still don't understand Twitter, but I guess maybe having a personal Twitter account will help me understand how Twitter is. I'm just not into the drama that Twitter seems to have and all the bullshit I've been seeing on YouTube and online when it comes to Twitter and Twitter wars. I'm not into it, but I'm going to see if I can have a Twitter that's peaceful and is just focused on well-being, skincare, maybe even food or events. I don't know as of yet, but if you are looking to follow me on Twitter, it's going to be at Orchid Eye Brown, just like all of my platforms, because I just like to keep it one name <laughs> all the time. Um, so definitely follow me on Twitter if you want to see what I'm doing on there. Again, I'm still trying to figure it out. So if you are bored, be patient with me. I will figure it out eventually. Um, so let's get into today's podcast episode 
So for today's podcast episode, we will be discussing sex and energy. This is a topic transition from key terms used in our previous podcast episode on soul ties and soul ties too. The key terms are sexual intercourse, sex can strengthen and enhance the connection. This is something that I talked about in both podcast episodes. What I understand is that sex has a relationship with energy and so it solidifies a connection which creates a covenant or a bond that can be hard to break. So I wanted to kind of dedicate a podcast episode strictly talking about sex and energy and just kind of seeing where it develops from there. I mean, I have been writing this podcast episode since last week, so after Soul, T- Soul Ties 2, and I've had I have been having difficulties with how to write this podcast episode and then how I'm going to present it to you guys. So I have been struggling. Like I've spent a few, you know, hours a day, especially after work where I'm just staring at the computer going, how do I start? What do I do? What's what's the purpose of this podcast episode? I know it's to continue the conversation about key terms that we've talked about in Soul Ties 1 and Soul Ties 2, but what am I supposed to do here? So I have been struggling. (laughs) And every single day, I would just focus on one little thing and then do the research on it and, you know, try to back it up. So I really hope that you're not disappointed by this podcast episode as we are going forward. Um, It's a sink or swim situation, and I hope I swim and I hope you all enjoy. So sexual intercourse is an exchange of energy. It can rise and lower your energy levels. The energy of each partner mixes together. So keep that in mind as we go forward with this podcast episode. Sex means something different for everyone. Some people believe that it is only useful when procreating, just to procreate only. It sounds quite boring and not fun. It sounds like a chore. (laughs) I wouldn't wish that on anyone. There are many reasons why people choose to have sex. It could be for pleasure, which most people do it for that purpose only. Some people do it for pleasing others uh, because they are givers. Some people are turned on by satisfying their partners. You know, it's fun seeing someone being satisfied. Trust me, I know. It makes them feel accomplished. They feel satisfied knowing you are satisfied. Some people just want the intimacy from the act of sex. It makes them feel loved and less lonely. Intimacy is not a bad thing, but sex isn't the only form of intimacy. Another reason is stress relief that some people use sex for. They just go around and, you know, they have multiple partners just for stress relief. And I thought, okay, and I have met people like that. They would jump from different women to women to women all because they just want to relieve that stress in that moment and don't really have any commitment or ties to this person whatsoever. It's just a tool. They manipulate partners to satisfy their needs. Not sure if they are just expressing their addiction to sex, but a lot of people use sex to relieve stress with their partners as well. Escape is another reason why people have sex. I feel that concept works for people who have one night stands or just to tune out noise or their struggles or just their lives, especially if they're not happy with it. And for some reason, they only find comfort and happiness being in someone's arms or being in their embrace, not just cuddling or anything like that, but literal penetration just brings them happiness. So I understand that those people exist as well. 
Self-validation is another reason why people have sex. I think that ties in with pleasure and pleasing others. If you are looking at it from a self point of view, selfish, I don't want to say the word selfish, but if you're looking from it from a selfish point of view, that's the only reason some people try to have sex is just because it's, it's, it validates them. So in religious communities, sex is just for offspring. They say it glorifies God by producing godly offsprings that bear his image and fill his earth and gives glory to his name. They are supposed to be above matters of the flesh. And that is one of the reasons why they don't necessarily focus on the pleasure that can come from sex. They just focus on building a life with somebody, bearing all these children, raising them to honor and fear God and carry that off into the world as their legacy. And that's their their only contribution to the world is making sure that they they create stand-up citizens within that religion to to portray to the world how good God is and what God has done in their world and to hopefully provide influence in a world that is filled with so much sin. So if you look at it from that perspective, especially from the religious community, that's their views on sex. Our culture is ruled by sex, obsessed even. (laughs) More of an obsession, definitely. Um, We have sex in movies, TV shows, magazines, on the internet, especially porn. Y'all know about porn. We can't escape it. Both sexes are thirsty. And I'm being honest. I'm not going to say that there's people out there who aren't thirsty. Y'all are thirsty as F. Um, Sex and sexuality means different things, in my opinion. Sex is the act between two people, sexting, sexual activities, including intercourse. Sexuality is the capacity for sexual feelings. Human sexuality is the way that people experience and express themselves sexually. This involves biology, psychological, physical, erotic, emotional, social, or spiritual feelings and behaviors. I mentioned sexual activities, but what are the different types? There's vaginal sex, oral sex, anal sex, fingering, and hand jobs, <laughs> dry humping, genitalia rubbing, and masturbation. Of course, I had to list that for people who might not know, because a lot of people might just believe that just sexual intercourse through a penis and vagina is is what sexual activities mean but it's it's more than that there's a lot of things that fall into that category so if you were confused or you thought oh i'm celibate and i'm not doing anything but i'm dating guys and i'm doing certain things then no honey you're not celibate you are still participating in sexual activities and that includes for the men as well who like to think that they're above it all yes if you're rubbing your genitalia masturbating in any way then yes you are in fact involved in sexual activities we have all experienced both men and women where we are talking to a guy or a girl and within five minutes of the conversation we are talking about sex until you realize that you both don't talk about anything except sex the only connection you have is sexual so yes you're thirsty There are five views of sex, and I asked on the Ambitious OBS Twitter um, what your views are when it comes to sex, 
and so far no one's really responded so maybe they just aren't sure what their views are so we're just gonna go through the five views that i've researched and checked into and yes um, we're going to talk about it right now the first is the appetite view also known as plain sex views where sex is like food you need it every day it's considered to be a natural appetite that our body requires. The plain view is seen as mutual act of bodily pleasure disconnected from the biological consequences and emotional attachment. It's insignificant, an act that we are free to use at our discretion, similar to a hookup or a one night stand. Friends with benefits is a great uh, example of what the plain view is about and so number two the affection view also known as romantic views sex is viewed as an expression of mutual affection it is a classic relationship it is a mutual gift giving and privilege to be perceived by those of profound significance within a long-term commitment it signifies feelings of love and passion it's exclusivity so no you're not fucking around with many people uh where sex reinforces bonding sex is seen as an expression of deep affection i would fall into the category of affection view or romantic views on sex because i just don't i i'm not interested in having sex with multiple partners as some people are in this world and good for them they're free and they're all over the place and they're ambiguous and i'm happy for them but unfortunately i'm a pretty busy girl i'm a workaholic and so i'm not looking to have multiple dicks so number three the fulfillment view is also known as expressive view Sex is a way of finding ourselves and expressing who we are. It is an expression of growth and development, including joy, creativity, and human connection. It can be a source of empowerment. Sex is a body language. It is communicative. It is how we show people that they are valued. It is playful and emulates openness. The covenantal views is the fourth one and i feel it's also similar to procreative views it's the idea that being celibate until you find someone to spend the rest of your life with it has some elements of romantic views with mutual gift giving of the self although the dedication is established in a much deeper notion of sanctity Marriage is the only appropriate context for sex in this view. Continuing on the view of marriage, procreation is centered around that. Building that family unit, sex becomes a celebration of life. It is a natural life generating or generation generative, I guess, gen, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Marriage is a stable structure to raise children. And the last view is the power view. This view sees sex as an expression of power, just like the title domination and submission, power and vulnerability, subject and object, authority and punishment, freedom and restraints. It is a way to enhance the erotic pleasures of the sexual experience, a complete surrender to another's will or the complete control over someone else. It can be intoxicating for many people who are into that kind of stuff. 
In all these views, sex is seen as a gift. Now, what is sexual energy? Every sexual act is an exchange of energy. We are energetic bodies. Sex becomes an energetic action. When we have an intimate relationship with someone, the two energies merge. People can describe every type of human connection as an energy exchange. Since humans are sensitive beings, every relationship can affect or imprint on us, regardless of whether we realize it's happening. Since we are sensitive beings, we can be affected by a person's positive mood or toxic energy. We can be affected in the same way during sexual encounters. Sex and relationship therapist Lina Il-Khatib. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, so going forward, I'm just going to say Lina and hope you know that I'm talking about the sex and relationship therapist. She says, being in touch with our sexual energy involves a high level of self-awareness and authenticity that access through mindfulness, acceptance, intentionality, and being attuned to our body, emotions, and partners. Self-awareness can lead to greater sexual alignment, putting you in touch with what drives your deepest desires. She also continues by saying, being mindful of our body in the present moment, we may be able to notice that the pit in our stomach is trying to tell us we don't feel safe or comfortable with that partner. She continues by saying, by noticing those bodily cues, listening to them, honoring them, we are more likely to sleep with people that align with our sexual energies. She reinforces the point that if our bodies is telling us we're feeling anxiety or shame or that something feels off and we move forward, we're likely to have a pretty disappointing sexual experience that will double down those feelings of anxiety and shame and amplify the negative energy. I like what she says and I completely agree with it. No complaints there. Sexual energy is your life force that connects you to your soul point. Sexual energy doesn't have to be about the act of sex. You do not need a partner to activate it. It holds the energetic imprint of your subconsciousness and soul map. It is you in the fullest illumination of who you are. Sexual energy puts us in touch with our most authentic self in a happy, healthy, and mindful way that allows us to bring more positivity in our vortex. Open and strong sexual energy contributes towards our vitality, creativity, and sense of well-being. Sexual desires may be a natural part of who we are. Our ability to express our sexuality is often learned. The understanding of or use of our sexual energies is not common knowledge. Here are seven ways to connect to your sexual energy. Number one, connect with your core, get to know your body. This includes masturbating. If you are a religious person, you won't do that because it's a sin. If you claim religion and say you don't do that, stop lying to yourself. It's a human trait to touch ourselves. It starts young, exploring our bodies. Once we become an adult or adolescent, hormones kick in and you are exploring. 
<laughs> in various ways as well. Uh, boys find porn and start playing with themselves. They find magazines in their dad's room or their friend's home or steal it from the store. Masturbating is natural. You will try different ways to pleasure yourself throughout your lifetime until your libido crashes and burns. Uh, number two, movement. Exercise is known to increase energy, better sleep, and overall health. So participating in yoga, dancing, or playing sports are seen as exercises. This builds an empowering relationship with yourself. Participating in activities that makes you feel good is important as well. It's a pleasure utilizing your body and exploring movements that can in turn help with coordination, endurance, and flexibility. I mean, for me personally, when I was going to the gym, I mean, my libido was up. I felt great from my mind to my body. My core was good and I just felt wonderful. I was exuding energy. It was just great. And, you know, sex on top of that was just even more amazing during that time. So I can definitely fall behind the movement point of view. Number three, breathing works. Try breathing smoothly and calmly while consciously relaxing your body while you receive or give pleasure. This helps to slow down your parasympathetic nervous system and by receiving more oxygen, this can help to stimulate, excite, and simply bring awareness to the sublime arousing sensation in your body. Before I continue, let's sh let me share some benefits of breathing exercises. It helps rid the lungs of accumulated stale air, increase oxygen levels, and the diaphragm to return to its job of helping you breathe. Another benefit, it helps to lower the harmful effects of stress hormone, cortisol, on your body or in your body by helping you relax. Another benefit is daily breathing training can work as well as medicine to reduce high blood pressure. And the last benefit is regular practices of breathing. Slow breathing has been shown to improve cardiovascular and respiratory functions and decrease the effects of stress. I already mentioned the stress part, but I just wanted to drive it home a little bit. I do agree with breathing exercises. It's something that I need to work on. I think in the past, I used to do it every night before I went to bed, which is do my breathing exercises where I fill my mouth with air and I push it down into my stomach and then I exhale through my nose. And I did that a few times and I honestly had the best sleep ever. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it just completely clears clears my mind and my body. And so I can definitely stand behind that. I know I had a difficult time when I started doing it back in the day because it would always make me dizzy and I just feel like I'm about to pass out. But I guess I was just breathing too fast and I need to do uh, a bit more slow breathing. So I'll definitely get back on that. I'm very thankful for doing this podcast episode because it brought that to my attention that I really need to work on my breathing exercises. Back to the list. Number four, reflection. We hold on to past lovers, past memories, past experience within our bodies, 
jading us into a narrative of what we think sex, intimacy, and relationships should look like, etc. Your future self know that every sexual experience and every lover has the potential to be a positive, healthy experience, whatever that looks like to you. It is helpful to know what your sexual desire looks like and what kind of relationship you are interested in engaging in when choosing partners and communicating with them. Knowing what you want, what your triggers are, what you enjoy, and being able to communicate this are all ways you can become a better lover to yourself and your partner. And honestly, when I was thinking about this, there are a lot of people that don't know how to communicate what they want in the bedroom. I have heard from numerous people who refuse to date females or males that are inexperienced because they don't necessarily know how to navigate or help the person navigate how to please them so it becomes more of a chore when they go into the bedroom and so that's another reason why a lot of people just prefer to have more experienced partners as a woman you should know what your body likes and it tells you during the act and you need to learn how to communicate that with the partner that you're choosing to have this sexual encounter with And so it must really suck for for certain guys or girls in that situation who just doesn't know how to communicate that because maybe out of fear or they've just never communicated that before. Their expectation that the person that they jump into bed with is just supposed to give them mind-blowing sex without any direction is unrealistic. But I wish them the best of luck in that category if they feel that this is what a partner is supposed to be. There are a lot of people who have marriages and, you know, even though they're married and they have this beautiful house and they both have a secure job, they're completely dissatisfied sexually, completely. And it's so sad to to see that. I think when I was young and I lived in Quebec City, I remember going over to a guy's house and his name was Olivier and he invited a bunch of us over and then he was giving us a tour of the house And we got to his parents' bedroom and, you know, I was looking around and we were all in there. But then for some reason, me being my nosy self and not knowing my boundaries, decided to open a damn drawer. And I remember just looking in the drawer and I was like, yo, there's a fucking dildo in here. (laughs) And it was huge. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I thought, you know, during marriage, because again, I'm like, what, 13 years old at the time? In my mind, like when you're growing up, you just think that married people are having great, amazing sex together. So you would never think that married people would have, you know, dildos in their drawer. I mean, this woman had a huge one. It was blue and transparent and it lit up. And I was like, wow, you really want to stick something in you that lights up? That's insane. Maybe they do it as a couple. You don't know. But I mean, if her husband is not pleasuring her or pleasing her anymore in the bedroom, she needs to satisfy herself. So this is why I say that masturbation is a natural form because even when you're married, you find yourself doing it. And I do also know couples who, you know, maybe got married and they've never had sex before and they just didn't enjoy the first time with their husbands or their husbands, you know, was just like, oh, it was great to finally have sex, but I thought it was going to be more because again, they spent how many years watching porn? 
they spent so many years thinking that's the way a woman is supposed to react um, in bed with you. But again, porn, they're actors. They're supposed to put on a good show for you to be stimulated so that you'll keep coming back for more. It's not like that in real life, but a lot of kids grow up after watching porn thinking that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be mind-blowing sex and they're supposed to be squirting everywhere. And again, you know, a woman needs to kind of know what type of stimulation would would require her to squirt everywhere not many guys are are good at figuring that part out when it does happen and they've never done it before it's like a beautiful surprise but you know these people they get married you know they have sex to procreate and they just build a life together and it's it's quite like you just have a partner that you live with and you're building this home and you're raising these children but you're not satisfied sexually and so men get tired of masturbating you know eventually they're going to try to go out there behind their wives back and try to find someone that could satisfy them sexually in the bedroom not for love but just for sex not that i'm condoning cheating but that's majority of the situation in this world and this is what you know partners do when maybe they just don't know how to communicate what they want from with their wives and and their wives don't know how to communicate what they need because they don't have any sexual experience prior to that relationship where they got married and just decided to procreate and have children so because of that lack of communication during sex and meeting each other's needs you have the woman either cheating or masturbating constantly and the guy masturbating and then realizing i'm tired of whacking off on myself so i'm gonna go find someone that will give it to me on the side and hopefully she's experienced and i don't have to deal with this stuff and it's messed up that some of these guys it's easy for them to communicate what they want from someone they don't really know and they're not really married to they're more comfortable doing that rather than talking to their wives about it. Because again, the wife is taking care of the home. She's cooking, she's cleaning, she's taking care of the kids. She's making lunch for the kids. She's making sure they wake up on time in the morning. She's making sure that they take a shower and a bath. She's making sure they get to school. By the time she gets home, she really doesn't have any energy for you because she's doing all the bulk of the work and you just get up, you eat, you go to work and you, you're you bored at work. Because again, this is, this is a... a a repetition every single day you get bored you get bored and then you have to leave work and if you don't go and hang out with your friends after work then you know you go home and you just do it all over again and you're just not satisfied and eventually you just become blah I really don't know how to explain it you just become stalled in life almost and then you have to go find that excitement in a new person that is willing to be more adventurous in bed with you and then there are couples who are willing to work on it and communicate about it, even go to sex classes where they learn about pleasuring each other together and they do it as a team and then they go home and they practice it together and they work on it together and their marriage is fruitful. But not everyone is able to communicate their desires to their partners. It's difficult. They feel shy. They feel shame. They feel fear all at once. And so looking at this reflection side and just kind of considering people that I know who are just dissatisfied sexually in their marriage or in their relationship but they're they're trying to make it work because every other aspect of that life with this person works and it fits and it's perfect 
And then you have people who get a divorce and because they're just, they're like, my partner is just so boring. There's no excitement. And then they end up going into the world, heading up on plenty of fish or Tinder or whatever they're calling it now. And they pick up some sugar baby who, of course, wants access to the divorce money that the lady gets. And yes, he gives you mind-blowing sex while he's draining your bank account. And so you're happy with the sex, but the, the, the lack of connection. So it, it lasts for a minute, but once you've had a few months of basically treating this person and paying them to you know, give you the best sex and show you a good time and you go out in public and you go on the dance floor and you dance, which is something you couldn't get with your married partner, and that's why you divorced him, you eventually, after six months, realize that, you know, this shit gets old, like, I want to relax, I, you know, want to travel, I, won't, I don't want to have to spend all of my money to bring you along with me so I'd have a good time, like, you need to meet me halfway here, so it's a whole different layer of problems out there when it comes to sex some people just accept the situation and go you know what we build a beautiful life together we have these beautiful kids our kids are doing well we might as well just suck it up until we die and then there are others who are like i just can't i need a good lay for once i just want someone to bang the shit out of me and they will go as far as they can to get it of course there's consequences for that too the fifth and last way to connect to your sexual energy is how do you like it? And this is something that I mentioned in reflection, which is doesn't matter if you are married or not, you should know what you like. Your sexuality does not have to be defined by society's norms or how sexual sexuality looks to other people. Each time we have sex, we create an energy cord with our partner. Their thoughts, feelings, desire, etc. are left as impressions in our aura. Before we continue, what is aura? Human aura. There are times when you feel this positive or negative vibration of an individual. That's the aura of a person. A lot of people say nowadays uh, vibes. So that's basically what the human aura means. It is a direct reflection of what exists deep within our true selves and our physical, emotional, and spiritual condition. Basically, it's another word for energy <laughs> or, or vibe, whichever you want to use. Back to the energy cord. It's similar to your experience while under the influence of alcohol. We lower our natural protective field which further expose us to negative and discordant energies. If we have sex with a positive person, we are bound to receive his or her positivity and vice versa with a negative person. Now, how do we remove unwanted energy left in your aura through physical intimacy? You can start by getting a minimum of 15 minutes of sunlight. I would say every day. We don't get a lot of that in the winter so i hope vitamin d helps because <laughs> that's what i've been taking uh, the next step is water water is a natural cleanser it cleans the body both physically emotionally and energetically taking a bath with sea salt or epsom salt can remove stuck negativity in the body i use the spa because i don't like baths I go to Nordique or another spa that has like saunas. I love saunas. I've always loved saunas. 
and I would go in there into the dry sauna to get some heat to you know push all the toxins out of my pores and then sometimes you'll go into the steamed ones where it has a bit of moisture in the air so it really penetrates your your skin and I would make sure to cleanse myself afterwards with Epsom salt that has a little bit of essential oils and that just opens my pores and it just releases and I just feel like my skin is breathing after I do that and I just feel so calm and nice and by the time I get home after the spa and I I put my head on my pillow I sleep heavenly it's almost like every part of the energy in my body has just released all the negativity and just left positive positivity and I just sleep so well and I wake up the next day wishing I can stay in that state a little bit longer but I gotta go to work and it just kind of ruins it for me but because I don't like baths I just don't maybe it's because I'm a germaphobe low-key germaphobe that will change eventually in the future but for now I just don't like baths so I will spend the money to go to a spa and get that experience (laughs) the next on the list is forgiveness and I mean majority of my podcast episode talks about forgiveness I don't even have to dedicate an entire podcast episode to forgiveness you can literally hear it in every almost yeah every podcast episode forgiveness is a powerful tool to release trapped energy in the body this i didn't know forgiving the person and yourself for the act of sex can lead to acceptance and discharge of energy okay okay and that's a lot of negative energy too if you're holding on to bad relationships or relationships that end poorly due to bad decisions from either one of you so holding on to that and holding on to the unforgiveness is holding on to that bad energy inside of your body and you carry it for so long and that eventually that bad energy is gonna kill you so that's why a lot of people say just forgive let it go and move on the next point which is my personal favorite is nature Connecting with nature helps to replenish your energy. Earth's surface contains limitless natural and healing energy, which is very true. This is why I love going to hike in Gatineau Park because by the time the hike is finished, my body has had their exercise. I am breathing better because, you know, I'm breathing through my nose and through my mouth and I'm doing the breathing exercise as I'm doing the hiking. Sometimes I don't have to, especially if I go with someone because we're talking the whole time. So it's a lot of breathing (laughs) and your body's also getting the exercise and is really pushing your body to the limit. But after I finish having an earth, you know, experience, I really just feel healed. I feel well, I feel put back together. I don't know how else to explain it, but if you are a nature person, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the next on the list is meditation. Meditation provides enlightenment and emancipation. It strengthens the aura's body and gives the practitioner a sense of knowledge about their energy field. Now, I have not been dedicating enough time to meditation. And I think what might help me to do more meditation, at least 15 to 20 minutes a day, would be to conduct my breathing exercises while I'm meditating. And it's going to help me a little bit better because I remembered when I was doing meditation, I think I University of Ottawa had this class and a friend invited me, Yezi. And she was like, oh, let's go to University of Ottawa. And I was like, why? And she's like, oh, there's a free um, meditation class that teaches you about meditation. So we went into there and they show us like, I think it was like three different types of meditation. There was one with a candle, but I was really fascinated with the one with the bowl. And I forgot what the other one was. But really, we had to like close our eyes and we had to truly meditate and we had to 
you know, listen to to the bowl as it rolled around. That was my favorite because I have a short attention span. So clearly I need to focus on something while meditation for it to be successful until I get it down pat. And so the bowl was really good. And I really enjoyed the candle as well. I just felt so at peace. But I don't do that in my home. And that's something that I would like to do in my home, but I also want to get the bowl. But the problem is I don't want to have to be doing the bowl myself and calling it meditation. So the best option for me is breathing exercises, slow breathing, close my eyes and put myself in a nice comfortable state and just meditate. And so I'm going to get back into that because I really need to declutter my energy from just all of the bullshit that I've been dealing with since last year. Actually, no, since COVID started. Wait, all the way before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, meditation is necessary. So if you are trying to save or too busy, you can also burn sage to help with cleansing of your aura. I'm addicted to burning sage. I love the smell. I just, I don't know what it is. I could burn that for like three hours straight and some people can't handle it because it's too much smoke. But for some reason, I just go into this zone where I feel like I'm drunk, but I'm not drunk. I'm just high on the energy vibration that I'm getting from within my body, just burning sage and it just consumes room. I'm telling you when, you know, one of these days I'm just going to go back to that. I'm going to find a store and sage is not cheap. (laughs) it really isn't and just buy a shit done and whenever I feel down or I just feel like I you know I'm my my energy is really low that I'm just gonna sit there on in you know a nice position lean up against the wall and burn some sage and just enjoy it and just relish in it so yeah I love burning sage but a lot of people don't like it because maybe you know and I think I, be- I believe, not even I think, I believe I shared a story. I don't remember what podcast episode it was. But uh, a guy friend who um, immigrated from St. Martin's to Canada, you know, met a girl and they were in a relationship and I honestly thought they were perfect together. Yes, I have told the story in a previous podcast episode if you haven't heard it yet. And, you know, they moved in together and they were completely in love and all that kind of stuff. And you know, he just saw a complete switch in her. Like she was a completely different person from the person that he was with for months prior to them moving in together. And one day, you know, he just felt in his spirit that he needed to just burn some sage. (laughs) So he went to the store and he bought some sage and he got home and, you know, he's sitting down in the living room and he burned the sage and he's walking around the entire apartment, just burning it to try to cleanse whatever negative energy he's feeling in there but he doesn't know where it's coming from but he has a feeling it's her and something is wrong with her and then finally she started twitching and she just looked at him and she's like stop burning that and he goes why it's just sage and she's like it's disturbing my demons (laughs) when he told me that i was like i'm never coming to your home don't invite me over for dinner. I can't, I can't deal with that shit because sage smells so good and it's, it's so refreshing. It is so nice. It's like something's just, it's like being in the islands and, and having rain just, just run down your body. And honestly, if you've ever been to Jamaica and you've just sat outside and just sat in the rain and just allowed the rain to just drizzle on your body, it's so therapeutic. It's different from the rain in Canada. It feels like the rain's trying to stab you when, you know, the rain falls. So it's not really that great here in Canada. But in an island country 
where you're getting that kind of rain, this glorious rain, it just feels so good if there's no wind, of course. So when she said that, I was like, nope, nope, no, I'm never coming to your place, man. I am never coming to your place. You are not, no, I don't deal with people and their demons. If she's saying it's disturbing her demons, she has multiple demons. Boy, you need to get the hell out of that apartment. And he was like, shit. <laughs> After a month, he, you know, put the eviction notice, not eviction notice, but he put in his notice that he was leaving and just didn't tell her about it until he left because he was like, her demons were too much. He even brought her to church, tried to get her pastor to exercise these demons and he couldn't believe it. He's like, you're such a nice girl and you had 15 demons inside of you. Then her family started corroborating the story like, oh yeah, she had these demons in Alberta, but when she met you, we thought she had changed and maybe you had given her a positive outlook on life and she let go of the demons. And it turns out, nope, she was just hiding them away and not making sure that he doesn't know about it and I was like yo you have been fucking her demons sorry but that's what he's been doing and then he married her to stay in the country and I was like wait so now you married her damn demons too and so he was like shit I was like you created a covenant with her damn demons I was like oh my god so I was feeling for him. I'm like, brah, I know you need the papers, but this is not worth it. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's not even the worst part. I said, there's a, there's worse than that, like 15 demons in her body. And she switched right in front of you and you and the pastor and started talking in these different personalities because that's a personality disorder. And that wasn't the worst part. <laughs> and he said, well, she woke up one day and one of her demons which is a male demon then you know she came she he took over her body and so now she's a male so she cut off all her hair she started wearing baggy clothes and now she's a wappa and she's wapping and she's a man now and i was like the fuck <laughs> so so he's like that's the worst part i was like i can't i just i just can't i really can't but she wanted to stay, sorry, he wanted to stay married to to him. And he was like, nah, I'm just going to go back to my country. I can't deal with this shit. So he went back home. You know, he found a good girl. You know, they live together. He has a baby. He's completely happy. I don't know if he's still married to the girl in Canada, but she doesn't want a divorce. And I don't think she's going to be asking for one. I'm sorry. I keep saying she, but it's a he. I don't know if she, if she switched back yet, but she's still a he now from what I understand. And, um, yeah, they still talk on the phone and everything is good, but he tries to keep his distance from her because that was a traumatizing experience for him. And I don't, I don't blame him at all. So I'm very sorry for that long story, but that just kind of triggered the story and I just had to share. But those are the five methods that you can also use to protect your energy. So let's continue. <laughs> Sexual energy and creative energy are linked. It can be harnessed and transformed to help us in other areas of our lives, such as fitness or art. Sex can physically bring about new life. Channeling that energy can bring you new life. I keep repeating that, but new life in spirituality and energetic scenes. This transformation is called sexual transmutation. So let's talk about that. What is transmutation? It is the action of changing or the state of being changed into another form. Transmutation is the 
conversion of one element into another. So it's changing one state into a different state. But in this conversation, we're talking about energy. Sexual transmutation is taking the sexual energy that's built inside of you and channeling it into something else. So the point is to let that physical energy build up. You don't release it in a sexual way. So I guess no sex or masturbation. You could decide to channel it directly into physical sex. Okay, never mind. And take that back. What I've said before, as many do. But if you need a little extra boost of creativity energy, holding off on the sex and using that energy somewhere else is the idea of sexual transmutation. This may work for some people, but other people tend to get a surge of energy after having sex. So I guess it really depends on the person. They are able to be more productive in every area of their lives. Everyone is different. Now, when I was reading up on this part, I kept thinking about the Seinfeld episode that I watched. I've never actually binged Seinfeld, so I did it one day. I think I had like a few days off and I was like, you know what? I'm going to binge Seinfeld. I hope I get a good laugh out of this because some of the clips that I, I did watch back in the day, it was funny. So I remember watching it and we happened to come upon this episode where I forgot what the short guy's name is, but there's Seinfeld, which is the main character of the show. And then there's a short one and there's a tall one. I think the tall one was called Kramer. George. Yes, George. So George decided to refrain from sex for some time and when he did that he became smarter he was more productive he started getting a lot of stuff done and I was laughing because as I'm you know reading up on this I kept thinking of George <laughs> and then when he finally just decided because he kept picking up girls when he wasn't having sex he was basically celibate so when he wasn't you know getting any sex and he decided to refrain from it he just kept meeting all these hot beautiful girls and when he was talking to them he was coherent and everything that he was communicating made sense and he was really smart and could carry a conversation it was a great conversationalist so finally one night he was like well i'm gonna bang this hot girl so he did it and then the next day he woke up and he became stupid again and i thought that was so funny that this is an actual episode in a show about nothing and here I am using it as a reference to what I am learning about sexual transmutation. It was it was just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, what a memory to just pop up while I'm reading all of this or learning all of this. So sexual transmutation is about keeping the power of that energy that's building and rising and want to be released, but you're releasing it in something that you you want to manifest in your life and directing it so that it will enhance or give you the ability to make your dreams come true things that can block sexual energy so one of the things that could block sexual energy is maintaining a negative state of mind what we attract matches our personal energy lower energy that are considered to be dense like shame, guilt, fear, resentment, anger, and lack of gratitude all creates stagnation of transmutation and a lack of co-creation in the direction of your desires. Number two of the things that could block sexual energy, not having a healthy love of self. Paying attention to 
how you talk to yourself, your thoughts about yourself, and what you say about yourself is everything. It's self-love. And the third point is not being embodied in your sexuality. Never feel shame when it comes to your sexual energy. This is an expression of who you are. Holding on to the past, which we've talked about, and that is a block for your sexual energy. Past experiences or repetitive patterns that keep you from your evolution will block sexual energy and keep you stagnant. And the last one is relationships that are draining. And a lot of us have been there, so we can all understand this. Do not co-create sexually with your toxic ex. You know those people that just keep going back to their exes even though it wasn't working, even though they never felt good in the relationship, and even when it was over, they still felt like shit, but they still kept going back hoping for different results, you know, like insanity? Yeah, don't do that. Stay away from energy vampires or people who want to cause harm. (laughs) Sexual energy is scarce and should be valued and based on equality. Evaluate who you are sharing your time and body with. Evaluate if it's good for you or draining. So I had to look up the benefits of sexual transmutation because again, what are the benefits? I know you're saying this, you know, restraining from refraining from sex and putting that that sexual energy into focusing on your dreams and what you want to manifest in your life, but what's the actual benefits other than, you know, creating the life that you truly want? Um, so one of the benefits are more focus and mental clarity. I guess with George's um, example, he when he decided to stop having sex, he did have focus and he definitely had clarity. So I guess that the episode was correct. One of the most intelligent characters on that show, definitely in that one episode and not the dumbest in every episode. <laughs> the second is increased creativity enhance motivation and drive, boost of physical energy, more assertiveness and confidence, improve mood, greater ability to manifest change, and heighten self-awareness. I mean, I did go through a period of time where I stayed away from sex, and I tend to do that um, in increments throughout a few years at a time. Sometimes it's one year, another time it's like two years, but I also use that to kind of cleanse myself and receive that enlightenment that I need during that time. So I can definitely say that the sexual transmutation has worked for me in the past and definitely would recommend if you feel stuck in your life and you don't know where you're going, maybe it's time for you to stop fucking. Just try it. Just try it. Sexual transmutation is the alchemical practice of channeling and directing your sexual energy into a higher purpose. Sexual energy is the most powerful energy in existence. Our sexual energy can be directed towards achieving goals, manifesting dreams, and experiencing deeper state of consciousness. You can also use your sexual energy to fuel your inner works and infuse your path with intensity. So I learned a lot today 
from this podcast episode, I can definitely say that when I was doing the research, I, I learned a lot and I hope that I was able to share that with you today. I was even considering if I should talk about um, the concept of people out there who are sucking energy from people like the energy vampires, but I don't know what that is. I would not want to be an energy vampire, so I couldn't necessarily touch on that within this podcast episode. It's just... I, I will never support that kind of action. And I mean, there are scammers out there who claim that they want to, they can teach you how to be an energy sucking vampire. And then you go after rich men and women and during sex, suck their energy and take their money while you're doing that. And I actually heard about this on Instagram when I jumped on a live with my cousin and I had thought, you know, the live was going to be good. And when I got there, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Because the woman was trying to encourage my cousin to now go and find rich men and have sex with them to suck their energy. And that she was going to teach her spells to suck these men's energy during sex. And of course, all their good luck and their success will be then transmitted inside her and she will be prosperous and making lots of money and she can glorify this woman for giving her these spells. And I was like, what in the witchcraft is this shit? She also claims that these these actual spells are in the Bible. And I was like, yo, I read the Bible. I don't recall reading any spells. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was like, what a charlatan you know, targeting people who maybe not have read the Bible and understood that there aren't any spells in it and might be using the words in the Bible to manipulate people into thinking that they can suck energy. And I could not believe it. I was just dumbfounded. She ended up cussing me out because I got on there and I was like, what is this nonsense? And she was like, oh, you're not the type of person that we want on this life. And then I'm like, why are you having a life like this on Instagram? Then if I'm not the person that you are expecting to target with this live, she's like, I don't want to deal with your stuff. She started cussing me out and she was being extremely rude. And at the same time, trying to say that her seminars that you have to spend a hundred and something dollars, you know, for each course, will teach you how to find enlightenment and positivity and witchcraft to help suck the energy out of men and women, you know, from their prosperity and their blessings and direct it into you and benefit from sucking them dry. And I was like, wait a minute, you have a course on how to be a energy vampire and you're using spells and you're teaching people spells? I couldn't believe it. She's like, well, of course you're not going to like it. You can't afford my course. That's why you're, I think it was $190 US. Yeah, 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 it was. And she was like, you couldn't afford it. That's why you would never participate in this. And I was like, yeah, I'm not paying for witchcraft spells to learn how to suck energy from people. I just, I'm more about enlightenment and well-being and learning how to love myself and becoming more self-aware and development in that prospect. I'm not looking for no voodoo spells that I can use to suck a man's energy. Nobody got time for that. No one. So unfortunately, I couldn't really include that into this podcast episode because unfortunately, I don't know anything about it. And I wouldn't encourage anyone to become an energy vampire and go around finding successful people and offering them sex to suck the energy out of them. Like that is disgusting and ridiculous. So if you're disappointed that I couldn't go over that, unfortunately, that's not who I am and I would never support that with anyone. And keep in mind, 
in that live, she had people who are a part of her seminars who are paying $190 US for these courses over a certain amount of time. I don't remember when. I didn't want to know. It was just disgusted. And some of the people that came up on the live that are participating in it or have used to done it and they're coming on to encourage people to do it, they were so dotty. Oh my God, they were so dotty. I mean, they had the picky picky head and, you know, it looks like they didn't comb their damn hair. They didn't even dress well. They looked like they were in this room with like no art on the wall. They were like sitting in their bed. It looked dotty. They were wearing like these ripped up looking clothes. In my mind, I'm like, you finished this seminar with all these spells to teach you how to suck a man's energy and yet you couldn't suck class? You couldn't suck cleanliness? out of these men that you're sleeping with and she's bragging about all the guys she's sleeping with to suck their energy and I could not believe it I was so disgusted so disgusted so unfortunately this is not that type of podcast episode and I cannot help you if you're here hoping to learn how to suck someone's sexual energy from them during sex so you can prosper and become blessed Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast episode. Visit our website at taonetwork.ca and our social media pages, which are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession Network, Instagram at The Ambitious Net, and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. My personal Instagram and TikTok and Twitter is at OrchidEyeBrown. Don't forget to click the follow and subscribe button and share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends. I hope you have a splendid day.